You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And Kim McCusick joins us in studio. Film study Baltimore. What's up, Ken? Life's good. How about you, Rob? Doing well. I can't complain. The Ravens finished up Sunday with a 24-16 win. They had six sacks. Two against Ryan Tannehill, who played, what, three quarters? And four down the stretch against Malik Willis. Was this a case of the pass rush just obviously later on dominating that, that, that offensive line? Or was it a young quarterback who put himself in harm's way? Malik Willis does not do well with color. So if the jerseys are floating in front of him, that includes some stunts. The Ravens ran a lot of those. Uh, he gets confused a little bit. A lot of quarterbacks that happens to, particularly young quarterbacks, they lose their focus downfield, right? And they end up uh, uh, moving around the pocket, sometimes unnecessarily. He he scrambled a few times, uh, and that's that's what I thought. That's why I asked that because it looked like he was rolling into pressure a couple of times. I don't want to take anything away from the pass rush, but I think it was aided by him. Sure, and and the fact that they had to throw help too, uh, and it's not his uh, his best option there. We talked about the pass rush and the fact that, I mean, they're tied for the lead in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's somehow they're getting it done. But they don't have that, you know, they don't have a Bosa or a Watt or, you know, Garrett. Is that a need at the trade deadline? In, in, in my opinion, no. Okay. I, I, I like Owe and ideally Bowser to be the two guys who would fix the any depth concerns of the pass rush. Bowser would give them that pass rush flexibility to drop off the line of scrimmage. Unfortunately, the, the signals we're hearing now – saying, I'm going to have to have you tell them about it, aren't good ones. Uh, I don't think a job will make a big difference coming back, but I think Oway will in terms of adding one extra guy who can bring pressure, keep people fresh, a little depth just in case somebody gets hurt. Mm. But Van Noy and Clowney have been so good recently, it's it's uh, going to be hard even to get them off the field. Yeah. Your thoughts about the injury to Marcus Williams, and he was, already looked like he was playing hurt. Uh, even when you watch him just standing back there, kind of looks like he's just favoring that one side. Yeah, it looks like he's playing with one arm. You really saw it on the two long Henry runs, the 63-yard run and then the 15-yard touchdown run. Both times, you know, the first time he had to just throw his whole body in front of Henry to get him outside, out of bounds. The second time he just kind of slapped at Henry on the way by and didn't look good. I, you know, Geno Stone shouldn't be playing so few snaps if he's available and Marcus Williams is the guy playing the, playing the back end. So I, I think we'll see, you know, we'll certainly see Geno Stone for pretty much every play, I think, against the Lions. Whether or not we see Williams for some uh, will be interesting. Mollette did not have a good game, so it could be that Hamilton will move back into the nickel role mm-hmm. and we'd see uh, uh, Marcus Williams on the back end. But I, this is a, it's a place where the Ravens need a body immediately is at safety. Kid McCusick joins us from Study Baltimore. 85% four-man rush. They didn't use a lot of cover too early. And Hamilton was in the box to defend against Henry. So... I can't remember, and, and, and I'm sure you can. Was most of Henry's success late after Hamilton was ejected? Uh, it was in the second half. Yes, I'd say it was after Hamilton was ejected in the. the uh, I'm trying to remember the 63 yard run. Right. 
oh. uh, was or not, but I think it was. And uh, that was after, and the 15-yard was. So that's right there. That's, what, 78 of his 97 yards? Yeah. So so that's uh, that's most of it. So anyway, yeah, it uh, he, they used him, up like a, used him up front like a linebacker. Ideally, he'd be playing the nickel in that situation, but it was in, this is even at base. So they had eight men in the box, and they're playing single high for basically the first time all year. Right. At any significant amount. What about the secondary? I think we talked about Williams. What about Marlon when he was back? Did he look the same to you? I mean, I don't think we've seen Marlon up to speed quite yet, and, yeah. and maybe we won't the rest of the year. At least he was physical in this game, played the mm-hmm. run pretty well in a game that they really needed him to. Uh, he's, he's still splitting snaps. He's still getting up to, to, to speed here. Um, they have a lot of guys now who, who want snaps. Uh, Yassine is back there and Darby, and they're both playing reasonably well. Stevens has played well, I think, so far. So uh, it'll be interesting. It moves Stevens to safety if he didn't catch it late in the game to to take the place of Marcus Williams when he departed. So uh, Stevens is now the only guy who's played every snap defensively for the team this year. What's your take specifically on Van Noy? Because he's a guy that I've always liked in this league. I like him, yeah. And and like even coming to this team, I just think he's a, he's a nice piece to kind of rotate in there with the rest of these pass rushers. Yeah, outstanding player. What we haven't really seen very much from him is dropping to coverage yet, but we've seen him as a pass rusher. It's unbelievable. Six pressures in this game. Uh, has an unbelievable spin move every time it shows up. You know, you you say, "Where's that been?" You know, kind of thing. And I, when I see that, I, I say, if he could teach that to Adafi Owe, that would be perfect. You know, just to, what are his mechanics in going through that uh, would be something really special. But Van Noy's been terrific and uh, still has the speed to stunt and get inside when he needs to. Uh, got that explosive spin moves. Had, still has a little bit of dip to the outside. Been, been just a great asset. You know, the Ravens, this is their second trip to London. They did some things a little different this time around than they did the first time playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kim McCusick will address those changes on the other side. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kim McCusick in studio with us. Ravens win in London. Completely different scene than what we saw years ago. Their last trip out there. So many other distractions as well. What did they do different this time? from the first time in London. So I I think the biggest thing, and they talked about this a lot uh, over the last week, was that they left early, and we heard players like Jadavian Clowney talk about getting their sleep schedule synced up uh, to to, to London time, getting getting over there. Uh, They spent a lot of additional money 
you know, getting over there early, staying in a hotel is not that, that costs money, obviously, to keep a team uh, put up there. But I think they got a good return on the money. And uh, uh, the, the fan presence over there, just terrific as well. Yeah. Just a lot of fun. Okay, it's unbelievable how many people I know personally yeah. that went over there. So that, I mean, Me it's too. Just... And you saw it on the television broadcast, a lot of purple. Yeah. I mean, I know that's, those games, every NFL jersey is represented in those games. Yep. But the majority were Ravens fans of the, of the American jerseys I saw. Anyway, what about with somebody I don't think we've talked about at all? Is Patrick Queen finally coming into his own? I mean, he, this is his best season, no doubt about it. There's a whole bunch of things that have been improved about his play. And had someone come on the show last night and talk about one in particular that I think really underscores all of the things that Patrick Queen is doing better now than he was before. But it was a play where he actually got fooled at the snap, went the wrong direction. I think Ryan Mink might have posted the, the right. video from it. And then he, he he corrected himself, moved back over to the to the right side to, to catch a ball carrier for a for a short gain that, that's, that stopped him short of the line to gain. And it's a play in the past. He would have misdiagnosed it and got lost. He would have gone for the eye candy, and then he would have missed the tackle. Whiffed, you know, so, yeah. so all those things he's doing at a higher level now in, in terms of, uh, of recognition and uh, awareness and whatnot. Uh, so having a, having a very fine year, he's really going to get paid for it. Couldn't be yeah. happier for him. It's funny. I wonder now if he's not going to be raving because someone's going to pay him. Yes. And they can't afford it. Whereas Great. before, like, well, he's probably gone. Now it's like they're going to want to keep him. He's going to be gone. Let me ask about the red zone offense. We had a, a ton of talk about all the field goals that were kicked and some of the things that, that transpired in the game. I wasn't happy with uh, like some of the things we saw from the team. I felt like a lot of the time playing not to lose instead of to win, if that makes sense. What, what were your thoughts on what we saw from the red zone offense? I mean, there, there was some uh, definitely some conservatism there. I, I think I'm generally... In I'm in favor of aggression that, that that follows analytics closely, but I'm also in favor of the better team playing small pot poker. If you understand what I mean, yep. there that they want to they want to take smaller risks um, <clears throat> because it's it just you know it's just not worth it to take the bigger risks and and, and put the game into fewer plays. But the the you know the Ravens interesting that the thing I find interesting anyway is the way the fans react to it. So they went 12 for their first 15, actually 13 for 16. What's the reason? It's better play calling. And now they've been one for their last eight. It's lousy play calling. But, <laughs> real quick on that, too, because the, right before the half, how did you feel before that? I was really angry because I felt like you've got a marquee player quarterback. You've got a team that has a bad secondary. I don't mind the run on first down to get the clock going. I understand all that. But at some point, like taking some chances to get the ball down the field, they end up getting bailed out because of a muff punt and they kick a field goal. But like, and even Lamar taking the deep shot there, I was upset at that, saying you need five yards to give Justin Tucker a realistic shot there. I want the field goal, but uh, your take just kind of on because I think those two things go hand in hand, where people think they're being ultra conservative in the red zone, and then you're being ultra conservative before the half. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. I, I think there were there were other more optimal plays that would have been mid range play, particularly at, at the end of the half there, and they didn't need a lot of yards. They just really needed one first down. Uh, and they were just a few yards short. So yeah, I, I understand that, and uh, you know, fortunately, that worked out. Uh, but you know, kicking six field goals in that situation, they probably had a couple opportunities there where they could have gone for it. Yeah, and they decided not to. Kid McCusick joins us from StudyBaltimore.com. Kid, over the past half decade or so, trade deadline in the NFL has become almost like the NBA and Major League Baseball. You see the Ravens addressing any uh, other needs to do the trade. 
Well, I, I don't think they're going to go edge, and I think we talked about that a little bit earlier. The other thing we've heard, we always hear a lot, is marquee skill position players, and I don't think they're going to go for that. I don't think Devontae Adams is coming to Baltimore. I don't think Saquon Barkley is coming to Baltimore. I don't really think either would make sense at this juncture. Uh, so my selections are, are you know just a lot less sexy. They're also less expensive, but safety, they need one this week. They need to find somebody else who can hopefully play the back end, look pretty good within McDonald's defense this week, and They've got Houston Carson, who could be elevated. Uh, Deron Harmon would have been ideal. I guess Williams could play hurt again, so they got that possibility. Um, yeah, the, a hidden one is now the interior defensive line. Uh, do, do they have to have somebody to replace Brent Urban if he can't go this week? But they, they could use some depth there. And then I think the big one, and they've got to really decide over the next couple of weeks exactly where they are with Ronnie Stanley for 2024 and decide if they want to go out and try and get a left tackle at the trade deadline here. There are some motivated sellers, so there are some, are some players – um, that might be traded, but on the other hand, it's going to be a very expensive pickup, whether it's done via the draft, free agency at the end of the season, or a trade now. Okay. Can I? What do you think the cause of this uh, the red zone slide has been? They were the best team in the red zone after four games, I believe, and now they just I I don't know what was going on with the play calling. This you know Gus Edwards up the middle three times. What, what do you attribute this lack of success to? So probably a, a, a multiple things are involved here. One is they got a little bit lucky early in the year to accomplish what they did. And I look at the interception to Beckham, that, sorry, that Beckham could not prevent last mm-hmm. week. Okay, and then you took, go back the week before, I believe it was, might have been two weeks before, week before, I believe, when Andrews caught the ball in the corner of the end zone, a fade ball that probably Lamar shouldn't have thrown. Yeah, he and, threw it, so it's and, double coverage for yeah. sure. So anyway, a, a situation where uh, they got a little bit lucky in that. They're being a little more conservative with the run. Some of that was to burn clock, um, and some of it was was just to uh, uh, try and not give the ball away down there. Uh, and they're being a little bit conservative in terms of not going forward on fourth down. So they had a f- one and a half yard to go uh, near the end where they took the field goal, and mm-hmm. it was an obvious choice for the mm-hmm. field goal because yeah, the score yeah. But was- but I I was a little upset of fourth and one. I I feel like. I feel like they've been listening to the critics too much where I, I, there is a feel for the game at times where maybe you avoid the analytics and you go, okay, I want to play this safe and I get it. Um, but there are times too, where you know the situation it's fourth and one, you're all on the goal line and you've got a backup quarterback that's going to come in. Like I'm going for it in that situation. You know, like I, I I'm going to have him backed all the way up and, and being in an uncomfortable sit. So those types of things. I, I did want to ask you about, uh, so Keaton Mitchell, I want to see him. what do you think of Zay flowers first touchdown? And, of course, Bateman's kind of been, what's going on there? Okay, so let's address those one at a time. Keaton Mitchell, great speed threat. A lot of their speed threats are not getting really used at this point anyway. So DuVernay, uh, not really getting used at all, didn't have a touch this week. Uh, Justice Hill was three catches, made them all, but for zero net yards. Um, And so it's really only flowers at this point. Uh, For them to make really good use of Keaton Mitchell, they've got to create more space. To create more space, it really comes down to flowers and potentially Bateman as the two guys who can do that. Flowers has got to be used on more deep routes down the field. He needs to be less of the gadget guy for the other speed guys to matter. What I would say about the Flowers touchdown in particular was that I love the way it was an extended play. He was working the whole time to get free. He did in the end, and Lamar found him. It's great trust points, and I think that's a connection we're going to see over and over again. No problem in terms of the distance of that throw. Um, I just want to see Flowers more attracting the attention of the safety downfield and, and having some of these other guys making catches underneath and, and making yards after the catch. Cam McCusick, film, studybaltimore.com. Cam, I mean, you look at the final numbers rushing the football, the Ravens did pretty decent on Sunday. However, most of that success was Lamar's. Are you? I'm not really satisfied with what I'm getting out of the running backs. Uh, how do you feel about that? 
I mean, running out of 11 personnel is, is more difficult than running out of 21 and 22 and all these point of attack offenses. They're very heavy that they've had in there in the Roman era. Um, you know, it's, it's a trade-off between having okay. a better passing game, having a running wing. I could have told you going into this year that, that uh, Gus Edwards was going to have his worst ever career year for uh, average yards. I think that was a given, given mm-hmm. they're going to have to run out of 11. Uh, Ricard still has a pretty prominent role in this offense. So, you know, I think they can go to the run when needed. Um, that I've been fairly impressed with in terms of, of getting it done, at least. He's actually been consistently good. Mm-hmm. Ricard, I don't notice, but even like last week, Lamar got ta- he kicked out the linebacker, and Lamar ran outside instead of inside. And I mean, you learn that in Pop Warner. Yeah, you guys kicking out, you run behind him. But anyway, he ran right. The defender was still a good block. Yep. Hey, so Ken, uh, one last thing I got for you. Just looking at the upcoming game, you see a, a Lions team coming in after coming home from London. I know you haven't had a chance necessarily to break down the Lions, but feels weird to be talking about them and, and thinking that this is going to be a really, really good team. So it should be a fun game come Sunday. I don't think they take them for granted. I, I think you're right that there that there's still some possibility for, for jet lag coming back. I do think the Ravens made the right decision to not let the Cats go everywhere this early in the season because it's hard to get them back together. And young men... Do some stupid things, as you know, as we know, particularly late at night, and especially in another country. Yeah, in another country. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, all those things are, are potential risks if they if they uh, take the break. Now, I, I'm glad they they waited to take it. I don't think they'll take the Lions lightly, and I think they actually match up pretty well defensively against the Lions. Ken McCusick, tell us all about Film Study Baltimore. Thanks. Uh, if, Film study, Baltimore Ravens talk. Look for it on all your podcast apps. Uh, Rob just told you the website. You can go get articles there as well. There you go. Thanks a lot, Ken. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you next week. Shovels at 845, but on the other side, Ron Ripken joins us from Baltimore Baseball tonight. We'll talk about the ALCS and NLCS up next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 8.31 in the a.m. on this hump day Wednesday. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show. Joining us right now from Baltimore's Baseball Tonight, courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He is Ryan Ripken. Good morning to you, Ryan. Good morning. How are we doing this morning? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Ryan, you know how there's some teams, man, you don't just root for them really because you're not fans of them, but you just you admire how they play the game. I got to tell you, man, the Philadelphia Phillies mash. They're just fun to watch. And I was asking Jeremy earlier, if they win the World Series this year, that's back-to-back World Series, we may come close to saying that Bryce Harper might be the face of the game. Yeah, I mean, and isn't it crazy how the perception of Bryce Harper for a lot of people has changed over the last few years? Of It was, it was very polarizing where people really – 
most people had a dislike for him if you weren't uh, a fan of the team he was on, the Nationals or even the Phillies to start. But now everyone, like you said, people are falling in love with the Phillies. I mean, heck, I can't tell you I'm mesmerized watching the atmosphere and atmosphere in Philly, the comp, the, the, the relationship the team has with the fans. And then on top of it, every star that they have, it just feels like it is going off and it's led by Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is the catalyst for it all. And um, no doubt, I think people were, remind, were reminded that Bryce Harper, not only is one of the best players in the game, he's a hall of fame caliber player. And he really has become a must-watch player for the sport, which, honestly, the sport desperately needed that type of face. He is, he's definitely done all that. <clears throat> Excuse me. What about the uh, Texas Rangers? I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> are they this good, or is it just because they're so streaky that they're, just, they're hitting on all cylinders at the right time? Can the answer be both? Can I it guess. be yes and yes? Yeah. You know, it's... You know, Texas, their lineup is so deep. And, and I had a chance, actually, uh, recently, I talked with Oakland A's outfielder, all-star outfielder, Brent Rooker. And he was, I said, hey, give me a little lowdown on Texas. And he goes, well, you know, they obviously are hot at the right time, but they're nine-hole hitters Tavares, which is probably one of the best nine-holes you can ask for. And then they have a silver slugger in Nate Lowe hitting seventh. Oh, and then, by the way, they got Corey Seager, who's one of the best players that no one else is really understanding how good Corey Seager is. So the combination that their lineup is so deep, they are rolling on all cylinders. We talked about the Phillies, but that's the same thing with the Rangers. And then the other component of it, yes, they are playing their best baseball at the right time, and they're fearless. And it looks like right now, you know, we're going to be in line for a a Texas-Philly World Series, which, to be honest, I think would be absolutely spectacular to watch. Yeah, I was watching. Brent Rooker is one of my favorite follows on Twitter now because the guy's always picking down breakfast spots to eat and just talking baseball. And I was really interested in the stuff he had to say about uh, Fujinama. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I got a lot more actually coming out with that interview because he got all riled up on sweepers and sliders and how hard it is to hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. He even talked about how he didn't know what happened when he faced Felix Batista. But when he talked about Fujinami, was he said his stuff's electric, you know. And being on both sides of it, it was it was interesting to see. He said he loves Fuji as a guy, so that's something you always love to hear. And he's trying to figure out how to harness his stuff, right? I think we all saw that this past year. But he can do things that only a few people in, in Major League Baseball can do. And so the hope is, I mean, I really hope the Orioles want to bring him back and he wants to come back just because of the stuff that you have. It, it's so hard to put together. And the other, I think that people do forget this. It wasn't, Fujinami's older, right? He's 29, but this is his first year in the major leagues. And, and Brent did say the biggest thing for a hitter to get used to was the consistent depth of the pitching staffs. The same thing applies for the pitchers. Every lineup now, even though people were bashing the Oakland A's or the Kansas City Royals, these are professional hitters that are going to continue to give you trouble at the highest level. This is, this is the top league in all the leagues, and that's an adjustment in itself coming from Japan. Yeah, I, I agree with this adjustment. You know, it's, I haven't heard that take on him yet. Uh, here with Ryan Ripken, uh, you said if Fujinami comes back now, you know, what about Jack Flaherty? Is there room 
for Jack Flaherty on his roster as you move forward, or uh, the Orioles have enough pitching in house? Yeah, you know, I, it's an interesting one with Jack because you we've seen in the past what he's capable of doing, you know, and he's proven that uh, you know he's only twenty seven, he still is in his peak years, and and has, has shown in the past that he can be a very 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 good pitcher. You know, I think for the Orioles, it's a lot of questions, right? They they really have to construct what they want to do. How much money do they really want to spend? And what's the realistic target? I know Mike Elias talked about, you know, they're going to go out and try to make certain deals for players, but what where do they cap that at? And if you have a cap on that, then you got to look at, well, what am I going to do with my roster? Who's going to be in my bullpen? Is Tyler Wells and D.L. Hall, are we going to have them be relievers? If that's the answer, then yes, Jack Flaherty, I think, would fit right back into the mold. And I still think with anyone going to a different place, it takes time to adjust. And I really think guys like Jack or Fujinami, if they do come back to Baltimore, are going to be in line to have much better and productive years with the team than, say, they did at the deadline. Do you see them starting to sign the young players soon instead of waiting? Like they've done it. I mean, they've done this in the past. I'm talking about guys like, you know, Gunner and Adley. Adley was first, so he should get signed for it. But getting them inked to, you know, they're. Longer-term deals now. Yeah, isn't that what everyone wants? If you're a Baltimore fan, yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, and especially when you see, and, and granted, this it seems like a bargain. What the Diamondbacks just did, by the way, for getting Corbin Carroll before mm-hmm. the season started because he's an unbelievable player. He's going to be Rookie of the Year in the NL. And people are saying, well, why wouldn't Gunner? As a player, personally, for me, you know, you want to try to maximize your value. And so that's going to be the, the conversation that's going to have to be in place. I, I just don't know to, to, if I'm going to be completely honest. And if there was two, one of the two, I'd say I'd want to have Gunner extended longer just because of his age. You know, I, I just I don't know of the, the Orioles' game plan of how they're going to construct that. If they're able to do both, obviously that's the goal. But just looking at it, that is not something that we've really seen. So for me, I'm going to have to see it to believe it. Um, but obviously the goal is you want those guys locked up. You want them in Baltimore. You want to try to do that, you know, in the next year or two, and maybe that can uh, help set you up better financially to make some more moves in the future. Ryan, what happens if two teams of destiny, the Rangers and the Phillies, meet up in the finals? Who's really supposed to be destined to win it all then? Because that's what uh, everybody – like everybody thinks it's just going to be these two teams, which it, it just may, um, but they're both playing phenomenal baseball, and I think – this might be one where maybe we finally get a seven-game series or something to go a long ways. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, both teams have been almost unbeatable. You know, the, the Phillies would have dropped one game in the in the postseason, and, and the Rangers have yet to lose. So, you know, it, what's interesting is depending on how these series goes, how do the teams then, whoever it is, how do they how do they respond from taking time off, right? And Texas right now, how many games they've won on the road to start this postseason? All of them. Seven. <laughs> so the seven and zero on the road, and then that's the storyline I'd love to see: Texas going to Philly, where it seems like it is impossible to go win a game there right now. So I, I, I it's, I think at the time off, I might give the advantage to Philly, and uh, if Texas truly wins, then they really were the team of destiny because they, they seem to, to, they can't do anything wrong at this point in time. Ryan. Thanks a lot, my friend. We'll hopefully, we'll go up closer, maybe even in the World Series, when we talk to you again. 
All right, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Thank you, buddy. 410-583-1057 is the number. Jeremy and Ed will give you the top, their top three teams in the league, the NFL, at 9 o'clock. But on the other side, Ed Norris, you got a shovel for us? Yes, sir. Mm. Terrell Owens. I always thought he could be a bit I, of a I had a backup shovel. Pain in the ass. <laughs> hey, you took mine. I had the plane with the crap. <laughs> T.O.'s getting mine. You have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text, 410-583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter, at BBMS1057. fan. shovel's next. The biggest idiots deserve the big, bad shovel of wisdom. Sponsored by Jerry's Toyota. And their exclusive benefits, including free service maintenance for four years or 50,000 miles. Visit Jerry's Toyota just north of the Beltway on Bel Air Road and online at jerrystoyota.com. 1057 The Fan. Time to give out shovels. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text, 410-583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter, at BBMS, 1057 The Fan. Ed Norris, who gets your shovel this morning? Terrell Owens. I mean, he he's one of those guys that apparently is just what you think he is outside the game. Trash talker. Just drive you out of your mind. Um, he's playing a pickup basketball game in California. Keep in mind, he's a giant elite athlete. At every dunk, every time he scores, every block, every missed shot, he's in their face, in their head, taunting them. He must have really drove them out of their mind. In the end, you know, I'm sure he called a couple of fouls like you do when you're a kid. Um, anyway, his team ends up running you know, the other team off the court. Keep talking trash. Then the game breaks up. They all walk out to their cars. The guy he was talking trash to jumps in his car and intentionally runs it into Terrell Owens. He ran him wow. over with his car. Wow. Didn't hurt him badly. Hit him in the knee. Ran Terrell Owens over? Yes. And you gave Owens a shovel? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's funnier that way. <laughs> See, if you don't talk trash, you don't get run over by a car. Exactly. Yeah. There's a cause and effect. This poor guy's he not only goes out to play a game of basketball, now he's got a hit and run situation where the cops are looking for him. How Damn dumb. Right. How dumb. Went from a basketball game to a baseball game. Jeremy Carr, who gets yours? I'm going to give mine to this woman who's 80. Do I have to tell you why first? Oh. She's lived her whole life without realizing she has a three-centimeter-long needle in her brain, and the reason that it's there is horrifying. The Russian woman survived attempted, what is it, infanticide? 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 Yeah, Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce a damn word. Infanticide Uh, by her parents during World War II. Doctors found a needle at the top of her brain, happenstance during a CT scan. They said that when she was younger, they tried to kill her. Um, a needle inserted into her brain as a newborn entered through the soft spot on the top of her head called the fontanelle where it's lodged in her in her lobe there the region responsible for processing sensory information and learning to do complex tasks like math but yeah their parent they tried to kill her when she was a baby and she survived and nobody ever told her there was a damn needle in her head wow how crazy is that That's you go through your whole crazy. life like metal detectors That's nothing crazy. sets it off and then now you, you you have an issue later on in life when you're 80 and you wind up with a CT scan, and they find it. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. My shovel goes to former Laker Michael Cooper. 
Uh, LeBron James played in the uh, exhibition game, preseason game, and he's trying to ramp up and get ready for the season. So, as done before in the, in the NBA games in the preseason, uh, on the second half, LeBron James is in the street clothes, sitting off from his team. Again, that's something that normally happens. But he was also seen eating his dinner. Well, Michael Cooper goes to his podcast, his Showtime with Coop podcast, and says, I didn't like that. Um, again, he's LeBron James, but still, you've got to have respect for the game, man. He's over there. I don't mind the guy, the guy eating, but go eat in the locker room, and then when you come out, uh, you come out and be part of the team, not just sit on the end of the bench eating. It's a preseason game. I really have no problem with this. I don't think any of his teammates had a problem with this. Okay, so let me ask you a question, Jeremy. If LeBron James would have stayed in the locker room to eat, then came out late, what do you think Michael Cooper would have said? Why would he out there? You got to be out there with your team. Hey, it's, it's a preseason game, man. You know what this turns into? It turns into I didn't get to do that, so you shouldn't be able to exactly. do it. Exactly. Like, I got no problem. I got. I have zero problem. LeBron James does some things that I've had problems with in the past. This ain't one of them. I don't what? care about this. If Michael Cooper doesn't bring it up and it's not written about and you don't bring it up to me, I hadn't even heard this damn story. I heard about it but because when I saw it, the guys were laughing like, that's right, LeBron. Well. Uh, what did they say? Did it in a game. You know, they were, they were laughing about it. It was no big deal. See, I hadn't been to the barbershop in a couple weeks. That's probably You don't why. go to the barbershop. You go to the salon, man. You go to Great Clips Barbershop. No, it's not called a barbershop. Okay, we're going to look up the name of this place. You will stop lying to the people. Look, stop lying to the people. I bet it don't have a barbershop on it. Great Clips. I bet it don't have a barbershop on it. Barber. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Great Clips Barbershop near me. Boom. No, no, no. There's one over here at Quarry Lake. No, Salon. Find a salon, Great Clips. No, right here, Barbershop. I got it. All right. John and Dundalk, just the, John and Dundalk left. He had a shovel for me. Do you know what the shovel was? He just hung up. Uh, I was going right to him. All right. He wanted to troll you and say, he, he called me and said, Joe, do you want me to get Rob all riled up today? And I said, no, honestly, not really. <laughs> and then he said, well, he got mad at me yesterday because I said he was going too hard, uh, Mike Preston. And I said, yeah, that's true. I don't really think he liked that. And then he said, well, Rob got to understand, I've been listening to him since he quit on Viddy. And I said, I don't think he quit on Viddy. And then he said, well, just, just let me, I was like, if, if he takes you, he might not ever put you on the air again. And then he said, I'm okay with that. I quit on Viddy. <laughs> yeah, Listen, I, was like, I don't think that happened. <laughs> Let's go to uh, uh, James and Odenton. What's up, James? Good morning. Good morning, uh, man. I'm, I'm very quickly. I'm calling because I feel like nobody calls it at the way it is, and I feel like I'm calling about the Ravens, and I feel like you have a big love fest on Lamar most of the time. Very reason the Ravens often struggles. Lamar is not an elite quarterback. He has a good game. He has a bad game. He has a good pass. He has a bad pass. He runs well. He fumbles the ball. And I feel like he's playing like he's still in college. And he does not respect the other players that have figured out now how to stop it most of the time. And he doesn't seem to trust his roommates, his roommates, his, his uh, players on the team to let them do their job. And I feel like he needs to do some serious self-examination. And the coaches need to get him engaged at the NFL level. Thank you. No, 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 James. Don't hang up. James, James, you still there? You still there? You, He's gone. He went from calling it like he sees it to speculating. It's an opinion. 
Yeah, so so that's what we all do then. Mm-hmm. He, I don't think you call it like you see it. I don't think he respects his teammates. So where does that come from? <laughs> that's not calling it like you see it. That's just giving your opinion based no, on what. But he called it like he saw it. Exactly. It's the same thing we do. It ain't a love fest. Maybe our opinion is not the same as your opinion. I ain't no love fest. I don't know why when you're positive about a player. By the it's way, he, he is an elite quarterback. You guys, you, people can sit here and say what you want over and over again. He's he's in that group, and and you get, you can talk about him and say he's not. Yeah, there's there's lots of things we can look at quarterbacks. You know who leads the league in touchdown passes? Anyone? Lamar. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> How many games has team won? You know, like Two. it's just it's just funny to me when you start looking at the the way that the, the landscape of the league, and then start making. Opinions based. He throws a good pass. He throws a bad pass. Okay, his average is that, he's completed seventy percent of his passes. That's not one good pass, one bad pass. Look, it, it's not like he's infallible that he can't make mistakes. I think there's criticism of him that's very, very fair. And then the weird thing is, when you do that, you get the other side of it. Why are you guys criticizing Lamar? He didn't do anything wrong. It was this, that. Okay, you can't like half the people in this city or get upset anytime you say anything good. The other half's upset anytime you say anything bad about him. 410-583-1057. Let's go to Rashawn in Baltimore. What's up, Rashawn? Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Doing well. How are you? Hey, Jeremy. What's up, man? You mad because I ruined your reputation in London, man? No, nah, man. I'm about you putting stuff, stuff up your bum? <laughs> you know, you... <laughs> Did you get him to say, you got him to say bum, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they say yeah. bum, man. Yeah, man. But um, I heard you, man. Like, why? You know the Cowboys going to win the East, man. Like, okay. don't try to disagree with Rob and Ed, man, you know, just for the sake of it. Like, you right. see what the Eagles just did. Yeah, they, they they write more than you're you're right though. So you know? so hold on. I saw what the Eagles just did. So what we saw the Cowboys do last week doesn't matter. What they do last week? I oh, mean, they, they they lost to a better team, man. I mean, it happens, man. But we didn't. No, they got spanked on though. national TV. Is what they did. Man, Dak had a stomach bug that game. See, you say yeah. things that you don't even believe. Like, would I find it crazy if the Cowboys ended up winning that division? No, I just don't think they're going to. I think the Eagles. Are a better team right now. You said though earlier that you you thought being able crazy for thinking they're gonna win the division. You used the word crazy. No, I probably use that. In... No, you said I think you guys are crazy. Okay, then I do. I think you guys are crazy. I'll stand by it. Hey, and Jeremy, stop putting stuff up your bum, all right, man? Because people just ask me like, "What's up with this guy, man?" Like, he really couldn't make it to uh, London because he had something stuck up his bum. Yeah, that's not that's <laughs> not true, man. That's not why I couldn't make it to London. <laughs> Daily Live with Jeremy Carter at 9.15. Kevin Brown joins us at 9.30. But on the other side, Jeremy and Ed are going to give you their top three NFL teams and why right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.